Hey, how you guys doing? It's the producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Marvel Hacks Inferno 2022 um, by Jonathan Hickman. Roots. Pencils are Stefano Caselli. Curial is on the inks. Uh, it's the Dutch rudder tonight. Uh, Big Hutch <laughs> is no, not... Gallimus said he's no longer with us. He's not dead. He's just dead to us right now. Uh, <laughs> Brother Beavis, what's going on, man? Yeah, he, he just does this sometimes. Some say yeah. he's just gone. Yeah, there's, I mean, again, if you've been with us for a while, if you check a couple of archives, you can find him falling asleep on the podcast. Um, there's <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just some times where it's just, uh, he, he brings something to the table all the time, but sometimes he just misses the table. But the, yeah. the sad part, he's our, he's the guy in the chair for recordings. We might be firing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This, yeah. The ether. Yeah. This may not happen <laughs> at all. It's just, you, you know, there's a record button on as I see it on the zoom, but who fucking knows? No, no, none of us know. Anyway, uh, shout out Sandman. Man. We miss you, brother. And, uh, like I said, we'll get you back on here sooner than later. We hope, uh, let's set the show, man. Uh, we're going to do some news from the world of comics and comic book movies a little bit. Um, we're going to watch the Moon Knight trailer. Uh, we're going to talk about Lord of the Rings. I thought there was a trailer there when I sent the notes out, but there's no, tra- it's not uh, a trailer. It's just like the announcement of the show. Uh, we're going to talk about DC killing the Justice League, air quotation marks. And we're going to watch Joss Whedon put the final coffin nails in his career this week. Uh, uh, not, I'm not in the entertainment business. I don't know anybody in the entertainment business. But you probably should have a good PR person that would stop you from doing stupid things. It's probably a good idea. Like, even if you don't need them that often, you should probably invest in one for crisis situations like this because he just nailed his career shut. And then we'll get into Inferno number two. Uh, so we'll go walk through that book as we get, you know, through the halfway through the series and as it's a four issue mini. All right. So let's jump into this really fast. Uh, I don't know how to. I'm not going to share a screen. Should you just be able to see what I see if I show that? Is that how this works? Because we don't even know. I'm, you have to share I have screen, to share and screen. I don't know what gets recorded. Got it. Okay. No, I think that part's good. All right. So let's the sound, see. I don't know. That's a whole nother Yeah, thing. that's a whole nother deal. That's a whole nother deal. Let's see. All right. Let's try this one. Hey, look at that. All right. So let's jump one to the other here, I guess. I'll pull this down. There we go. Let's do with the Justice League with their little series that say they're going to. Um, You're drawing. I am drawing. Here we go. That they're going to kill the Justice League uh, by murdering major characters. I read through the article. This is like such a freaking uh, uh, wrestling term. This is such a hot shot move. You're not really killing the Justice League. You're not going to kill Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman. It's just just hot shot in a title, brother. Beers. They gotta leave the territory and learn a new move. <laughs> learn a new move. I, I just, I mean, I understand why they do these things from time to time. And I guess they did this in the past before that they did some version of this. So this is like Inferno 2022. But I mean, like, why do comic book companies do this? It's such a cheap shot. You, the, the, the thing with DC, like they have been able to, pass the mantle or elevate the seconds of a lot of the main characters though. Right. Mm. So, you know, we have a number of green lanterns, uh, mm. you know, Aqualad had a little bit of a run, um, you know, I guess from the Titans perspective, wonder girl, Robin has become a number of characters. So, I mean, that's the difference I was thinking about this with respect to like the Plessy versus Ferguson, Marvel characters where mm. they, they try to get rid of the top tier to make way for other people. So, 
I think that's a difference in this regard that, uh, you know, DC already has a second cast if they want to go there. But yeah, it's pretty obviously a stunt. And the fact that they, this is all couched in terms of like death of Superman, which was Mm -hmm. so totally an event. Mm -hmm. uh, It's kind of hard to swallow like for them. No, this is serious. This is serious. No, you're trying to make some serious, you try to sell some serious books. That's the serious part. But (laughs) beyond that, uh, Yeah, as long as WB's in charge of that studio, you ain't killing no heroes that they can make a, mo- yeah. mo- a movie off of. So it's, yeah, I, 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 whatever. I mean, I'll pass the, I'll probably pass through it here once and then see it, uh, at a comic book store or convention and probably pick up something later on. But yeah, just overall, uh, I'm good. All right. We're going to kill that one. Let's jump into another. Oh, that's coming back later. <laughs> All right. Let's look at this. Uh, uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, the Amazon series is coming out soon. Um, okay, so we got different, not opinions on Lord of the Rings. We just got different, uh, uh, loves. It, it plays a different role in our lives. Yes, so. that's basically what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know of the movies and have seen them, but never read a book. And definitely at the end of the third one was like, man, come on, dude. Like, get to the end. <laughs> But you have watched them, inhaled them. So are you looking forward to this Amazon Prime series? Not at all. Um, <laughs> I mean, the so I read a bunch of, of fantasy books when I was a kid. And Lord of the Rings was never really my favorite. But in everything I've revisited since then, it's like, oh, they completely ripped this off. So there's no possible way you can't hold this hold the series up mm-hmm. as like the the landmark defining genre set of books that that there ever was Mm. and interestingly enough it's like the movies in one way took a lot of the tedium out of the books but in other ways added a lot more tedium and particularly (laughs) as you referenced the third book Mm. uh but no i thought they were you know to to sort of elevate the idea of the of fantasy as a mainstream thing Mm. um and the run that they had I think with the Lord of the Rings movies was great. Now I'll take like the Hobbit cartoon over mm-hmm. those three overdone movies any mm-hmm. day. Wow. And there's probably a sweet spot between like the corniness of the Hobbit and the epicness of the epic of the Lord of the Rings that I would mm-hmm. want to see. But having said all that, I have always heard and regarded like every other piece of material is just like reading an encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. So this might be a rich world and they can tell stories in it. Uh, but it's almost like you might as well have just called it anything, which yeah. nobody would have cared then. So this is really, I think, just using name recognition to try and roll out some semblance of the, you know, all the lost pages that never got published oh, and no. the annexes to this and that. And mm-hmm. just tell the rest of the lore that it's, you know, it, it's yeah. one part Wolverine Origins and one part the Hobbit trilogy, as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned, that, River, without River, having seen it. Yeah, but, Riverdale. Um, but also... <laughs> Well, but also there's this, I have a theory, is that there's certain things that ended series that were so bad that, you know, they're trying to make something else to try to fix that hole and give people that fix. Like those, the the Hobbit movies were really bad. Like, I mean, especially the last one was not great. Um uh Game of Thrones last season yeah. absolute garbage you can go check that out on our archives on the podcast absolute garbage like i don't th- i think these are like oh man we got to try to fix something here to yeah. you know to 
give people something so they don't, you know, remember that as the last piece of whatever. So that's why we're getting that dragon show. That's why we're getting this. And, you know, so many other Star Wars shows to try to make us forget about The Last Jedi. Yeah, that that could be. And I, I would, <laughs> it's a funny thing is like, I, I think one of the reasons why there's the Lord of the Rings ending in the Lord of the Rings is like, <laughs> like damn, our cash cow is about to die. We got to yeah. drag this out drag this for out. 45 more minutes. Yeah. And then The Hobbit was just an extension of that. Mm-hmm. But I put, you know, I put this in the same regard as like Game of Thrones and not just because game of thrones is dead to me because of season eight Mm -hmm. but just because like you know you had your best shot at telling the story and now you're just trying to like scrape the bowl and find out what's left in there now i but i i look at star wars differently and i i I don't know if i've said this on a podcast but somebody mentioned to me one time they're like i love star wars i just hate the jedi or hate the skywalker and i was like Mm -hmm. what are you what are you talking about that's what it's all about but there is a whole world that we've barely seen. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily like this crime syndicate business that seems to have gone through solo and the book of Boba Fett, which I've only seen like one episode, but mm-hmm. I think like the Mandalorian was great. The Ahsoka show could be good. Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan. I mean, he's cool, but I just don't know. I don't know that telling more of his story is going to be yeah. better because I feel like they're, they had their shot with the prequel and mm-hmm. it didn't really hit the mm-hmm. mark. So yeah, I, I just, I don't know. It just feels like they want to just kind of cover up that and bury that crap that died before so we can, everybody will forget about it. Um, so, but I, the North remembers, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I'll probably watch this. It really depends on kind of, you know, honestly, it depends on what else is on. That's basically it. Like, you know yeah. what? Or reviews of people are like, no, it's actually really good from people that I trust, but yeah. we'll see. All right. Let's talk about career killings. <laughs> we'll come back to that josh Whedon. okay so okay okay so two things can be true and i posted this to twitter a few days ago two things multiple things can be true at, at the same time okay one josh Whedon is clearly a terrible person like i don't think that's in dispute with any of the things that have been said by the people that were on the you know the business end of his abuse or whatever verbal and otherwise okay Two, just because he's a terrible person doesn't mean Justice League um, was a good movie because, you know, he's just a terrible person. Like, I don't think you can justify like, oh, well, you know, he makes good movies, but he's a terrible person. So that's a good movie. Three, the Snyder Cut still sucks. No matter what they did with that, no matter how bad of a person that Josh Whedon is, it, it's still a bad movie. So all those things could be true at once. But this dude really... Once he got called out on the carpet about his behavior and he went into hiding, he came out. I mean, you could say he came out swinging, trying to save his career or do whatever. But that interview in Variety where he just was like, yeah, no, it's everybody else's fault. Uh, the freaking Ray Fisher, he was a bad actor. Gal Gadot, English ain't her first language. The whole cast was, um, they was the most rudest people I've ever met before. I mean, how did your PR person even allow that to get out, brother Davis? What the fuck? Yeah, well, I, you know, I think this is, he's probably looking across the rest of society and seeing like, you know, if you just, you go out and tell your reality mm. and if you tell it louder than everybody else, you can make it, you can make it, you, you can make it reality. Mm-hmm. But I mean, clearly this is somebody who, you know, abused a power dynamic and is unable has you know had lack completely lacks the empathy to see the impact 
of that he's had on these other relationships. Yeah. And so his defense is all about just describing it from his perspective and his intent, yeah. which is skewed at best and irrelevant at worst. <laughs> and the whole, this is her second language, dude, dude, dude you know, you can't. Like among other things, yes. that, among other heinous things he did, how do you yeah. think that's going to fly? No, she just didn't get it. I, yeah. I, I, whatever I said, translating to her, her putting her dead body on a train. Come on, yeah, come, it's just, come on, yeah. I mean, I, I, I read that thing and I'm just like, yo, because again, that thing with Ray Fisher, or whatever the dude who played Cyborg, you know, that was just its own thing. And, you know, and they left him out there. They hung him out there to dry. He was the only one out there saying it at first. And then, you know, they kindly finally came along to it as more stuff came out. But this is, I mean, throw yourself on the sword. If you wanted to ever, I mean, he's going right. to be directing. I, I, I mean, cancel culture is not a real thing. He will find work. He'll just be work. He, he, this is, this is the heel turn to go full on Republican Trumper working on yep. Newsmax and all that shit. Like that's what's going to happen. Comics gate. Like he will find that niche of angry white incel male fan and just a flat out appeal to it because he can always go back to the fact that, Oh, well, I directed the Avengers. It was one of the greatest government movies ever time. You can't fucking take that away from me. You know, it's, it's, it's the Rob Liefeld effect. Like he sucks. Everybody knows he sucks. But oh, I, cre- I created Deadpool. You can't take that away from it. And it's just live on that with that niche of fans that'll just support him because, you know, he did do that one good thing or those couple of good things. And there's a yeah, and there's a business in that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He I, he'll, he'll make a mo- he'll make the next comic book movie with like five white males in it. Mm-hmm. So. And people, you know, there's a there's an audience for that. There's a point. complete audience for that. And they're, they're going to love it. You know, it's just it. I mean, but golly, the money it's going to be starring that chick from that was like, that was in the Mandalorian. Uh, <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It'll produce Gina Carano's. Star yeah, Wars Gina, yeah. Starring Gina. Or totally not Star Wars. Spin- yeah. Off, yeah. Starring Gina Carano. Kevin Sorbo. Antonio, uh, whatever that other nigga's name is. Scott <laughs> Baio. Yeah, Scott Introducing Bale. Jedi Master Scott Baio with Man, music by Ted Nugent. Oh my God. It's just a whole, I just, I just couldn't believe it. Like, I, I, again, you know, at some point in time, just got like, Hey, you know what? Fall on the sword, stay away for a couple of weeks, years, and then you'll probably be able to fall back into, you know, directing something small and maybe wake yourself, make your, wake, make yourself back up there. But nah, he's right. scorched earth. Yeah, I mean, you, at a minimum, you just have to say, uh, you know, I didn't, I had no idea. Mm. This changes the way I see everything. Yeah. I'm going to take some time and try and come back with a new approach. Yeah. I still have stories to tell. Yeah. And I want to tell it in a way where I can bring everybody together instead of tearing people apart. I mean, yeah. that, like you were saying, how does your publicist, like, you can spoon feed a guy like this words mm-hmm. that, instead of letting him open his mouth yeah. even if he, and you know it would be great if he believed that but if, even if he doesn't he's he would be he would have a job next week but, yeah, yeah for sure is oh, yeah this is just i mean oh my god and oh. justice league does suck in every yes. iteration yes and every his version that's the justice fantasy. league they need to kill yeah. <laughs> sadly they didn't do it <laughs> It's awful. Uh, all right. Hotch again is not on the call tonight, and we have to, like, <laughs> oh, that's going to come up later. Um, 
we have to see the Moon Knight trailer and Hodge, a big Moon Knight fan. Um, but as I text in our chain or whatever the other day, he really hates, um, the actor in this movie. Like he really hates that dude. To be fair, he's not really wrong because most of everything that he does make kind of does stink. Um, kind of, kind of. I mean, so like I know him from obviously Star Wars Mm. and I don't think any of the issues that that character developed over the course of those movies is attributable to him. Mm. Uh, you know, he, I thought he was, you know, if, if legends be told, he was put in the movie to be killed off, but yeah. <laughs> you know, they liked what was coming and I thought he was a good contribution to the, to the force awakens. I, yeah. you know, they, we never got to see the sequel to that movie, but <laughs> uh, you know, it, it could have been something. It could have been. And then, yeah, from there that went bad. And then uh, age of apocalypse, you know, it's number one, fault. they, they buried him under latex and that mm-hmm. was a terrible movie. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. What else has he done? I mean, I think some of the other stuff is maybe not obviously in the realm of comic books and stuff. He was in a Netflix movie with like Ben Affleck and the dude that plays the Mandalorian. Um, they were like robbing some Colombian drug lords or something. I can't, I mean, I didn't hate the movie. Like I thought it was actually pretty good. I can't remember the name of it now, but you know, that was that. I just, I don't know. He tends to be in some things that maybe, you know, the ladies love him, you know. But, you know, he seems like he'd be he seems like he'd be a lot of fun to hang out with. Yes, for sure. But, you know, I, I don't know. My my knowledge of Moonlight, a uh, Moonlight, Moon Knight could fit in a thimble. Like I like the <laughs> costume, but beyond that, I haven't read really any of the books. I just like the visual. He's the ghost writer for me. You know, like <laughs> he just has a really good look. But did I read the books or the ones that I read? Were they anything that were worth anything? Not particular. So we're going to screen watch this trailer together. Yeah. And I've read some and I think he's another character who suffers another Marvel character that suffers from not really having villains. Um, yeah. Because I think it's got the Bushman and the Bushmaster and mm-hmm. I don't know who else, but like it's just always fighting B level heroes. And I don't, you know, I think when it was coming out, you know, when I was younger, you know, I, I, they didn't originally play up the dissociative disorder. They, they played it as like alter egos or costumes Mm -hmm. or him acting or whatever. It's only kind of later that they really kind of vectored into, you know, these are all different personalities. And, and I, you know, I don't, I haven't read much of the modern stuff. The, the modern take on him is he's just this sociopath murdering superhero. And there's some, He does have, there's a, there's a couple funny things in like, uh, the civil war. They're like trying to sign people up and mm. he wants to join Cap's team. And they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and like, uh, like Iron Man goes to register him and he just intimidate he, but he has to pass the psychiatric evaluation and he intimidates the psychiatrist into passing him. Yeah. So he can, yeah. So yeah. But I have now read his West Coast Avengers run and it's, mm. it's kind of trash. Um, Sorry. but that, that book's kind of trash period. Mm. So. Wait, so Cap said no to him, but he let yeah. the Punisher on the team? I, I don't think he did let the Punisher on. I, I think but he, he was kind of the same thing. Yeah, okay, good to know. All right, let's watch this two-minute trailer. Uh, I guess this is more like a preview. I, I haven't even seen this, actually. I was just saying it for the show. Right. I, have, oh, I have zero interest in this freaking show. I mean, I'll watch it at some point, I guess, but I don't have any real interest. All right, here we go. Rubik's Cube. Yeah, so he's uh, laying in bed, has himself on lockdown, mm. and then they start to show in this kind of initial 
initial sequence, he claims to have some sort of sleeping disorder and mm. must be sleepwalking or something. And they kind of portray him as this mild mannered historian dude who's kind of awkward and weird. Mm. And then they start to tease kind of the alter egos mm. and uh, the distinction between what is this, Stephen Grant and Mark Spector, the mercenary who mm. became Moon Knight. And we get a couple glimpses of Moon Knight and he's just whacked out. So <laughs> and then <laughs> I think coming up here shortly, we get the preview of Ethan Hawke's villain, who's uh, weird looking, let's just say. I mean, that's a, uh, hey, man, we got to get this money. Ethan Hawke need that money, too. Yeah. He picks up this flip phone. He's like, uh, she, somebody's like, oh, it's Mar. It's this is the character Marlena, probably mm. that he saved. And why are you calling me Mark? And so, mm. yeah. And there's there's Ethan Hawke. He's like a David Koresh allegedly. A cult. Yeah, cult dude. And we're about to get the power up here shortly. Not that. Yeah, here's him. Like apparently had an episode. Yeah, there's the power up. But yeah, your comparison, like the look. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's what's going to be interesting to me is to see over how many episodes they play out the whole, uh, like the the reveal of Mark Spector and Moon Knight. Because mm. we could have just seen the first episode, right? Yeah. <laughs> we could have just seen basically yeah. the first episode because they pulled that trick on us. I feel like, yeah, like with... Uh, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, like they showed us the first 15 minutes of the movie yeah. in the trailer and then good luck figuring out the rest. So that's what I'm, I mean, if they drag it out, I don't know, that could get cumbersome. But if, if we get a, a pretty quick reveal and the world is built within the first couple of episodes, then who knows what could happen. But they may want to drag it out. Who knows? Seems like a weird Disney Plus show. But also, if you put it on Netflix, everybody would be like, this is just Daredevil in a white costume. So... <laughs> You can't yeah. really do that either, but I just, I, I mean, there's a portion of me and you and I share a brain in certain instances that we're probably close to being in line here. The line between, hey, this is cool that y'all are giving us these shows. That's kind of fun. And the line of like, I don't need any of that shit, like at all, <laughs> is very thin. And I think we're buttressed up right to it, right? Like very, very close. Like it's, it's, it's right there. Like, why? Like, I don't know if I need this at all. Yeah. Well, I, I would say that when they had all the side, side angle side licenses out on all the side <laughs> angle side networks, I definitely don't think we needed a lot of that. And I did watch some of the runaways and it had some good, it, there was some goodness to it, mm. but cloak and dagger. I did not watch. It might no. be great. I'll never know. It was, but um, I'm not, I'm not there on the mainstream shows. I think I do think what one of the things I believe they're trying to do with moon Knight is, is tell a slightly different story because that's the knock is everything's a formula. Mm. Um, you have the, the characters, the hero's quest, uh, they gain their identity toward the end, rise up, and then they've got the whole world in front of them. So and MacGuffins, yeah, and MacGuffins, yeah, you got to <laughs> find your MacGuffins. So we'll see. I mean, I am interested enough in Moon Knight that just like with Ghost Rider, uh, I'm interested enough to watch it <laughs> for sure. Always Ghost Rider. All right, 
Yeah, all right. So yeah, that's that's kind of the comic book movie news and notes, whatever, from the week. I think yeah. some stuff broke later. Go ahead. I think from last time we had you and I had not finished Eternals. Yeah, and one of us still haven't, and that would be me. Oh. Uh, <laughs> did you finish it? I did. Okay. Yeah, it I'm, took three sittings, but I finished yeah, it. Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at. I am at the part where they just found out that, you know, Ashroom created them on some bullshit. Um, <laughs> so that's where I am. And, you know, right. they got into that part. So I haven't gotten beyond that. Um, I mean, so that's like 52 minutes into the movie. Not that I looked at the timestamp. Um, is that hype? What yeah. am I supposed to say to this? Like, I, okay, it looks great. There's good as well acted. What am I supposed to say? Yeah. I don't, I don't I mean, think there's anything else. I stick by my sort of predictive claim that it's fine. It's it's not a bad movie. It's just not really necessary. Yeah, completely um, not. Either. And the other thing that, that hit me today too is like, in as much as this movie was hailed for the diverse cast, none of the characters, uh, maybe none is too strong of a term, but they really don't represent any sort of cultural diversity because mm-hmm. they adhere to these sort of ancient civilizations, but you've got this, you know, largely non-white male cast, which is fine, mm-hmm. but you're not like you're not giving other than uh, Makari, who, you know, is another representation for a, a deaf character. And that's mm-hmm. really integral to a lot of parts of the story and, mm-hmm. and her portrayal. Really, you're not getting, you know, a lot of the culture that, that you would want. So it's really mm-hmm. like you could have cast anybody in that role and it really wouldn't matter. So it's, it's fine that it's not a white guy. We've got enough of those. But it, it's not, to me, it's not achieving what it was kind of heralded as right. is this kind of diverse cast because it doesn't have a cultural element to go along with it in pair with those castings. Yeah. yeah. And Makari's a great character from the, again, brief watchings of this that I had actually seen, you know, and what I noticed most importantly, I was like, so Marvel got the flash character powers completely correct. Whereas mm-hmm. DC had old oh boy running through lightning. Like, I can't even use the word I want to use. <laughs> not very good. <laughs> so yeah, that not good. So that's cool. All right. Let's jump into Inferno 2022. I got freaking one, two, three, four and a half pages of notes on a book that is literally full of uh, Snyder cuts of, um, <laughs> of the book we just read. It is the extended cut deleted scenes, supersized episodes of everything. And to recap... And it's got as much dialogue at the beginning as the Book of Boba Fett. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mystique has worked her uh, behind the scenes and cut deals, beg, borrowed, and steal to um, get Destiny back via the resurrection of uh, and onto the Council of Krakoa. Uh, Magneto and Xavier are fucking bumbling idiots, and that will continue into this issue. And more secret is not going to be a secret for much longer. Um, and this book is a flashback built upon a flashback that's built upon a flashback. Like, and I'm gonna, a flashback. Yeah, and I'm gonna go share screen again so we can see a little bit of this, you know, for those who don't see, hey, that's gonna come back in a second. I mean, the first. What is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight panels. 
uh, before you get an ounce of dialogue. I mean, holy crap. I, I mean, wow. But again, this had already been alluded to in the previous issue. Yeah. It's it really already, just showing another another view of of the basically scenes we've already seen. Yeah, it's an extended cut, you know. So my note in here is like, is this just cheap on Marvel? Like they knew this was his <laughs> end. They knew this was the end of his run in September. So this comes out starting in like November, December. Like you can't tell me that you didn't have enough time to come up with a story that was, I guess. Not repeating pages that we'd already seen. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I can't argue against you. I mean, like, there's a certain, you know, there's a certain part of this that's like, yeah, you know, it's you, you should have thought about this, and and obviously Mystique had a plan going in. Yeah. Um, but between this, the pages we got to pay for, there's yeah. a there's an even more. Like this, at least, is sort of a different view of pages we've already seen. Mm-hmm. There's this, another sequence in here, which is literally you could have cut out of another comic book and stapled it in. Right. So with this particular one, uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe they, maybe this was the plan, and and mm-hmm. and, or maybe they needed to keep on schedule or whatever. But yeah. it certainly does feel derivative of books that have come before it. For sure. So we get a, it's, you know, it's a rerun. I don't know if young kids even know what reruns are anymore. Like, I don't know if that's an actual theme since you can stream everything at once. I think that's like when something comes back on Netflix after it's mm. been off. <laughs> it's not a remake. It's a reboot. Hey, um, so she picks up the cerebral helmet as Magneto in one of these, uh, panels, uh, that don't have any dialogue. She switches to Xavier. This is Mystique, by the way, to pick up the leftover DNA from Destiny from Mr. Sinister. At Bar Sinister. And my nose is like, yeah, Sinister calls her fully on her bullshit. And then it comes <laughs> back later on here. Like, oh, look at you all dressed up playing a part. <laughs> that's just a great, that's just a great line. And my note also says, it seems like we've moved away, at least in this version, from, you know, kind of fabulous Sinister that we had saw in some previous books. You know, maybe back more towards the little bit more evil and maniacal version that, you know, likes to see the world burn. Yeah, I mean, he's a little bit more of kind of an agent of chaos, playing a long game, you know, that sort of thing that we've seen in the past. And mm-hmm. and obviously, you know, genetic manipulation has been his namesake for however long. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I believe he's got a an exhaustive library of genetic material, and we won't say how he gets it. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I, 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 he's yeah, – this is – I don't know. To me, you called them idiots, but I think it's like it's the pride of – the pride of the X-Men, no pride mm-hmm. of uh, Xavier and Magneto to be like, Oh no, we can handle all these. We, you know, we can have the shadow King. We can have sinister. We can have apocalypse. We can have everybody in here. It's mm-hmm. cool because we're all good now. And I think that's, you know, the idea that all of these villains are um, kind of magically reformed is, you know, obviously got to be flawed with Magneto. You know, he's been, he's a zealot for this and, and he's, you know, he's been fighting for this in his own way. So he, he and Xavier were headed for the same destination along different routes. So I can see that. And they've been, you know, they've been working him onto the X-Men for however long. He's just always on the heel team of the X-Men, but yeah, but the rest of them, like you have to know you're going to get screwed over one by one by all these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it just seems, uh, I, well, it's going to come up here in a little bit with me thinking they're morons rerun. Number three, um, we're off to the resurrection five here. 
Can we recap this group? <laughs> Holy crap. The, this is not, uh, this, okay. Gold balls, which we saw when we were reading in Spider-Man, I, in the Miles Morales Spider-Man, I think he was his roommate or some shit. Proteus. Elixir. Is Elixir the one that looks exactly like Rogue, but they don't, that's the skunk spot? I think that's Elixir. I, I, I I'm going to have to take your word for it. <laughs> I think that is Elixir. Uh, Tempest, who? And then Hope Summers. So I use a wrestling thing here. Okay, so this is a freaking um, a faction, uh, definitely an AEW faction. Elixir so, is not the Rogue lookalike. Oh, who's the Rogue? Tempest? I think so, because okay. Elixir was on the, uh, I believe Elixir was on the New Mutants team, like in in the post, uh, what's his name? Who's the guy that ruined the X Men? Grant Morrison, the post. Oh, yeah, that guy. He's in the like the post Grant Morrison era. Mm. He was just one of the random mutants uh, mm. out of the 198 or something like that oh, who was in the books for a while. And Tempest, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, was on the Mutant Liberation Front. Mm. Uh, if I could be mistaken in this regard, but yeah, I thought she was, I thought she was, uh, from, no, I think that's somebody else. So I don't know who she is. Okay. Yeah. I don't know any of these people except for gold balls and then hope summers who, and that's why I said, you know, this fucking shitty faction from AEW, like who gets a single push out of this? It has to be hope, right? Like that's the only one that anybody the would care put, about. The pudding gang. You would, you would think that, but. Look, you know, they have barely been able to keep Jean Grey in her in the top spot, let alone the failed like the failed run of Rachel Summers. So yeah. what makes us think that there's any any desire for a Hope Summers run? I mean, they gave her a push at the beginning when she came out, you know, and then now she she's was heated. just like the impetus for a crossover in a crossover hungry country <laughs> company. That's it. That's it. Yeah. All right. So she then tricks, um, you know, the five into bringing destiny back. And she even, and she completely mind fucks hope. Um, <laughs> you think these uh, telepaths would be a little bit yeah, harder to fool. Yeah, you would think, but apparently not. Um, oh, well, she'd have Cerebro on the time. So that there's some mental defenses there. I'll give there that. you go. So she tricks them into bringing destiny back. Um, and then th- th- my note is that this is a full copy paste. Issue one, <laughs> the control V, man. Like this was like a control V situation. They just copy and pasted it. And then Destiny is reborn. You know, she comes out of there. She's young down. She gets the Marissa Tomei glow up. Um, and not the, oh, why do you think they really did this? They made her young. I got a theory, but I'll save it. Why do you think they really made her young? Well, I mean, they, they have wanted to portray, uh, married lesbian couple and destiny being an old lady makes it weird i guess i don't know okay yeah <laughs> so it's like yeah seeing her so they get can cast her in a movie that too when we see her get to that scene later on and it's just like where they're kissing they're like that scene in the shining where my jack nicholson was making out with that old ass. did you see the shining he's making yeah. out that old ass in the woman. tub yeah, yeah it's gross man uh, i don't think they wanted to see that so as she gets up you know love brought her back and you know we get to see you know these things the future overwhelms her initially love brings her back you know, and then there's crying because I'm a different person. She's gotten so much harder, son. 
I got hard sun when you died. And then there's some time for some love, and which I believe is the reason that they made them young. There was just no, yeah, there's, there's none. There's just, they can't. And after some loving, there's time for some scheming. You know, we got to figure out what we're going to wind up doing. And so we get to the council and fucking Mr. Dumbass. Yakety Sax song. Yeah, Benny Hill. Yeah, and it's just really freaking ridiculous. Like these two can't figure this out, um, you know, about what this is. So their thought is that they're going to put the plan in place that Mora said to get Des or to get Mystique off the council. But now that Destiny's there, you know, Xavier's like, what the fuck? Like, how did this happen? Like, you know, <laughs> got brought back. But before we get through all of that, we got to have two different votes, you know, one is trying to get, you know, Mystique off the council, but they're going to have a vote to see if Destiny gets on the council first. So did we go through the votes here? So Xavier's a no, duh. His hetero life mates <laughs> a no, duh. Uh, Storm's a no, duh. And then we get to the first yes vote that would be a little bit of a discrepancy here. So Nightcrawler votes yes, because he wants his, you know, he, Nightcrawler got mommy issues. Okay, so I remember when they revealed or teased that she was his mom. Like, I remember those comic books, and it was in an X-Men book. I don't remember the exact issue or whatever, but I do remember the tease. But I don't remember the full-on, hey, this is your mom, and whatever emotional and social issues came after that. Is that in your wheelhouse, or are you out of the game at that point? No, I think I remember that. Okay. But I don't know exactly when, you know, when they revealed and, and reconciled the family and whatnot. And mm. so, yeah, I, I don't know that. I think that's, I'm going to assume it happened in Excalibur. That's yeah. my <laughs> noted. Damn you, Sam, man, where you at? Um, all right. So Exodus. But has, a- has there ever been a character that they just really could not figure out what character, like how to write? Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler like, yeah, yeah. What happened to his Jesus stuff? I ain't even be on his Jesus stuff no more. So, I mean, I don't know. This is probably because he beats up cops. He's going to house. Exodus, he gets a flashback, and Mystique is really working behind hard behind the scenes to get these votes. Like she really is, and she appeals to you know his zealotness. You know, you know, I, I, it. Back in the day, it didn't dawn on me because it wouldn't have about, oh, okay, Exodus, you know, Bible, blah, 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 blah. Like it didn't even dawn on me any of that kind of stuff and why he was such a religious zealot, you know. And so, you know, oh, Magneto was essentially Jesus. So didn't dawn on me. But now that they're literally leaning into that, like, hey, you know, like there's a prophet coming. It's her destiny. She, this promised land, like all of this stuff. And it's just like, oh, okay. Now maybe it's a lot more heavy handed now than it would have been then. But so he's a yes. Okay. I mean, do we know anything more about Exodus than we did 30 years ago? Uh, so remember what I said about a character who was made explicitly to fuel a crossover for a crossover happy company? Yes. I give you exhibit two. Yes. Exodus. <laughs> and he's like a super powerful. And I thought he had telepathy too. Doesn't he have telepathic powers? Or he's nebulous. They just kind of go. And I'm like, how did none of these people see through the bullshit? Like you're on the council for a reason. You can't see through this bullshit. Ah. Uh. 
anyway. We're led to believe that they're all have fallen into the trap of utopia that Mm. they've, you know, they've just completely lowered their guard, even though half of them are clearly scheming against the other half. Yeah. We're led to believe that, you know, this is the, this is the, the price of falling for utopia, but I don't know. Yeah. So we go back to bar sinister flashback scene, the whole fucking book. (laughs) And, you know, it's when she comes there to get Sinister vote. And he's like, oh, I love it when an actor is committed to the play their part, you know. And it's like, all right, well, I need your vote for this. And, you know, he votes yes just for chaos. I mean, that's Mm, all it is. Like, oh, okay, this is going to make this fun. I'm going to vote for chaos. And just to screw over Xavier and Magneto. Perfect. Mystique's obviously a yes. Kitty Pryde's an obvious no. You know, Godoy, why would she be? And like I, my note here says, why did they draw her like this? This is like She's, not a good look. This no. is her old school face, but on her old lady body. Look yeah. at this face. Hold on, as you're going through the YouTube part here. How long has she been able to get on Krakoa? I guess they yeah, that out. yeah. We probably yeah. We, I mean, we stopped reading Marauders after a while, and not for any other reason, just that you know we just finished all of the um, Dawn of X books. We just didn't continue through it, reviewing it on the show. But I mean, yeah. That is a 15-year-old kitty pout face. Yes, but with some uh, widow's peaks and wrinkled lines as a 40-year-old. So (laughs) that doesn't really work out. Um, So, yeah. So Kate is no. Shaw is a yes. And we get to the flashback scene there. Like, who is he fighting in this fencing scene that's got all these arms? (laughs) Well, there is forearm. was a forearm from the Liberation Front. So maybe it's him. Yeah, forearm. Uh, Actually, and I think there was a... It wasn't there. I get. I guess the uh, Savage Land mutates don't get to Krakoa, but there was well, one of them down there too. Yeah. Well, he's gonna. Yeah. Emma or Mystique is like. Well, Emma's going to vote. You know. No. What? Oh, then yes. That whatever Emma's gonna do, I'm gonna do the exact opposite of that. Yeah. And I guess there was a plot. Remember in Marauders where I think he was selling like the cure. Yeah. A thing on the black market, and that's where they sold the ship and stole all of his money or whatever. So I think there's that initial hate yeah i think he had some he had some official duty for delivering the medicines the three medicines that they got from krakoa mm-hmm. but then like he was obviously had some back channel deals on it and white queen cut him out and cut yeah. kitty and pirate yeah. kitty and yeah pirate that's I, that's what i remember too okay so yeah so then we had that now amos is the final vote you know and uh you know, and it's tied at the point there. Now, I spent a half hour today trying to find that video after Magnum tied up Magnum TA for you non-wrestling fans. After he tied up the best of seven and he's out of the ring and David Crockett is like, <laughs> it's three to three. I could not find that shit. I just wanted that clip. I didn't want to find the whole match. So whatever. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, with you. I know what you're talking about. So if, if Mystique is like, Oh, okay. Well, I found this thing that you've been looking for. We get a flashback to her beating up some jobbers herself and brings out this thing. And then, but we don't get the reveal. And so I said that this would be coming back eventually here. I keep saying, okay. So an unknown reveal from our past is this shot here. If you're on the YouTube. Uh, so this was 19. Oh, uh, Jim Ross is there. So this has got to be like 87 after UWF is bought 87, 88, right? We're still watching. We're yeah. still watching at this point, right? Okay. I think so. 
when people tell him, go ahead. I was going to say, and this obviously before Dusty went to the WWF, right? Yes. But this is also at like that time that when people talk, when we listen to these podcasts from Cornette and other people, and they talk about wrestling in 89, we were out of the game, bro. Or at least I was. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't remember anything that happened in wrestling in 1989, like at all. So this right. is clearly before that, you know, as we're, you know, transitioning into upper education. I don't remember any of this, but I do remember this. And I remember this is not paid off. And this is pretty much what's going to happen in this fucking book. <laughs> Whatever's in that box, it doesn't get paid off. Spoiler alert. We're going to go through two more issues and Emma's going to completely throw away essentially everything to be revealed in a box that they don't ever tell us what it is. And this does it, is ha- does it have something to do with the cuckoos? Cause they, uh, don't they come? I don't know. Yeah. It, it, I, I don't know. And, and again, this is what I'm talking about. Y'all had since September, you t- announced this. You knew this was going to end. It didn't <laughs> have to be four issues. Could it have been six? Could you have played it out where there was really no real questions about things and you got your springboard into the new teams or whatever that you were going to do like that's that for those of you who are watching on youtube if you see this freaking baby doll presenting an envelope to dusty rose and <laughs> the best part of that and i couldn't find the video for it the best part about it is when dusty pulls it out he's like Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but then that's pretty much the end of it you know so the wrestling backstory is that uh Baby doll was dating Sam Houston at the time and things weren't going well and she gets shit canned shortly after that. That's why the story went nowhere, but whatever. All right. Anyway, fuck Hulk Hogan. All right. So Emma is a final vote. The score is tied. She votes yes. Destiny's on the council. Boom, shakalaka. And then that's it. And at the previously, you know, Charles was like, Hey, we got, you know, two votes that we're going to do. (laughs) Destiny was like, do you want me to tell you how that's going to turn out or not? At the end, he's just like, oh, I think we're done here today. <laughs> Is that like some black mom shit? Yeah, you exactly. tell you how that's yeah. going. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So we. Uh, so, so anyway, yeah. So that was it. So M or Destiny is on the council. And, you know, that's it. And so we get this really weird, a couple of weird scenes as the book is playing out. And again, shit that doesn't really pull itself out near the end. On Orcus, they're running specs on, you know, something that they're doing. I don't fucking know. Like, it probably doesn't really even matter. <laughs> and, you know, there's that, you know, hey, well, you know, we went to green and yellow and into red, but we moved forward more, you know, this time. But it's initially it's Nimrod and Omega Sentinel. She's like, you know, you've been running freaking simulations all this time. Like, I know you're online. They don't think you're online, but I know your ass is online. He's like, yeah, but I need you to be ready for what? And then we get another off camera thing, you know, for this. And if you look at that shot, Nimrod's like doing the fucking um, <laughs> buckwheat mouth. He's got, uh, he's got the, you know, his mouth is wide open. I'm like, what the fuck? So anyway. All right, so then we go to Moira's no place, and to say she's not happy um, <laughs> would be an understatement. <laughs> I just to say she's not happy is probably yeah, just a little bit. As I scroll through the comic here, um, there's the Orcus folks. Let's see, yeah, but see, they, and I, and I think I said this for a while now, even during House and Power. 
like they made her look like Kitty. They didn't really make any distinguishing thing for there. They they kind of made her look like Kitty Pride. So it's always kind of like weird when I see her picture on here. But anyway, yeah. So she's mad um, that Destiny's back, and not only is she back, she's on the council. Um, and she's like, man, um, we gotta kill this bitch. I mean, that's basically it. We, we gotta kill. Her. <laughs> and there's Magneto. no. There's no getting around it. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we got to kill her. And, you know, <laughs> Xavier like, well, I don't know. You seem so cold that you could be so callous about these things. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. No. And then man, there's a scene in there. I pulled the comic off there. There's a scene where Maggie was like, well, she does wear a metal It's wear a metal helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious right now? And Magneto's like, no, I'm not killing people because, you know, I've reached my utopia here. I'm not killing anybody. This is awful. They have turned the two most powerful and smartest mutants into fucking idiots. Idiots, man. Come on, dude. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. No, not more no. Wrong. And in fact, and in fact, there's a, I think it's in, I don't even know if it maybe this one is the, the cliffhanger, but they, they get out in the field at a certain point in this as well, and it, it doesn't go any better for them. <laughs> they are, yeah, they are, yeah, they're not great right now. They're not good, yeah. So they try to blame the white queen, the white queen, just like, oh, she screwed us over. And their plan here coming up is to decide, like, all right, well, she screwed us over, so we're going to bring Emma in on our, you know, secret shenanigans. And, you know, we'll come back to that, you know, after that. But then Hutch, you know, shouts out there's some pages of the shit you got to pay for. And there's a conversation thing where just this back and forth between Mystique and Destiny. And basically the back and forth is really only, um, hey, I can't see the future. Like there's something that's going on here that's completely blacked out to me. I cannot see the future. Something else is going on on this island that I can't see. And, you know, that's that. Like, Xavier and Magneto are hiding something. I love my notes. They all say Magento. Um, anyway, <laughs> so then we go to Sage. Okay, what's Sage's powers? Uh, as looking- I recall, she's got, like, advanced analytic capabilities, and she can process data. So they made her the person in the chair. The person in the chair, um, okay. When she was in Extreme X-Men, she was the one who was somehow behind all the secondary mutation nonsense. Mm. I don't know if you remember that. No. But... Yeah. But she also, she doesn't have shape-shifting power, so that's just her technology as she's going through this whole bit. Because, you know, as she's, there's something going on with them freaking the, the gateways that were being observed by Orcus yeah. in Paris. Yeah. And so she, she takes she, I would also like to point out, I think she's wearing the Luke Skywalker extended universe Uh-oh. outfit with the, uh, the yellow flight jacket oh, and the boy. utility belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on. I gotta go sit my scroll on and we're back on YouTube here. Let's see. I, 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 she looks like so much some, like some other character that I can't like even get into it because I keep thinking it's, um, uh, Jubilee. Mm-hmm. Keep yeah. thinking it's Jubilee yep. because she's wearing her jacket. Yeah, I guess so. Wow. Mm. Well, she don't have shape shifting power. So I guess it's just her technology that, you know, she assumes the. <coughs> you know, identity of this dude. And then she goes into whatever Orca's facility and sees these fucking monkeys working. I'm just like, there's a Wait, lot going on here. No, I, is I that her? Or thought is that that's Mystique? her following Mystique. 
Oh, hold up. Did I miss that then? Yeah. Well, where's Because I think oh, this so is this whole Paris too? thing. I don't know. Or it could be. No, I think this is happening right now. Okay. But the whole Paris thing was the cover up. That was how uh, that was how Moyer was coming and going because she had mm-hmm. the stacked portals. Yeah. And so now like Sage has figured that part of it out. But I think that's Mystique is also taking advantage of that and arranging for a rendezvous of some sort. So I think this is Sage following Mystique. Oh, I'll say because it looked like. Oh, oh well, or also. Well, unless it's Mystique posing as Sage, like she posed mm. for everybody else. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, clearly. That's what's going on. Yeah, because yeah, okay. she's the one. I would. I didn't figure. I couldn't figure out what this override of stuff in. Yeah, okay, obviously. Yeah, because yeah, I said, is, yeah. put this freaking thing in somebody's pocket. And I was like, oh, maybe she's just, you know, using some sort of shape shifting thing. And then these fucking monkeys. And that kind of, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, it's just all over the place. Like, it's just, oh my God. Anyway. All right. Fuck them monkeys. All right. So, yeah. So they bring back, they go to the Louvre, you know, kick everybody out. And, um, you know, they're going to tell Emma, like, this is what we did. This is what our plan is. So they bring more around. Like, oh, I heard of you before. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just bitch, just read her mind so we can tell you. Like, whatever we try to tell you ain't going to work. Just, mm-hmm. you know, go. And then, you know, you get these really great panels. I'm going to switch back to the YouTube thing here. You get these really great panels of, like, art here with Emma, um, you know, kind of being uh, shocked into what's actually happening. Those are three great bits right there. Um, like, I really like those shots. And, you know, she's kind of overwhelmed by what happens. I, duh. You know, mm-hmm. God, don't touch me, Charles. You know, whatever. Like, what? How long have you two been plotting that? And then again, this we is get a great this, page. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like all of her lives or whatever. And um, it's just. I mean, it's okay. Like, I get it. Like, I totally get that part. Like, but I also don't understand why they decided to bring Emma into this because how did they not know that she was going to take that shit personally? Right. And, and, you know, and she's been a tweener for how long, right? Yeah. So it's like, why do they think? And, you know, it just, hit, it just hit me. And this is, you know, goes back to earlier question about all the, the recaps in here. You know, one of the things we read about the Hickman run was like, he had intended it as a much more concise story. Mm-hmm. And then everybody just got comfortable in the world. So I wonder if this is just the fact that this story was supposed to be told, you know, more closely to when House and Power came out. And so now they feel like, oh, we got to we got to remind them of what was going on because it's been for that long that, you know, the, the, the we got to remind the audience of what's happened. Maybe that's a theory. Yeah. I, I mean, you really uh, as good as it started. I hate the idea that we're not getting a chance to get the Hickman cut, so to speak. Yeah, we're getting the freaking uh, abbreviated. We're getting that. You know, what, what's that shit happened with the onslaught cut, you know, where, oh, it was the evil sliver of Magneto that got into Xavier's heart. Like we're getting like a bullshit version of what we were supposed to get. And you would, you know, I don't understand why they didn't. I don't know. Whatever. It's, it, that makes me angry. Anyway. So, and then they were like, oh, well, maybe we made an enemy of her. <laughs> Might have been a bad idea. <laughs> 
Ooh, maybe I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, if you look at the cover of even on issue two here, you know, with Emma's there, she's all diamond up, and she's got you know Magneto's helmet in one hand and Xavier's you know uh, cerebro hat in the other. You know, so and again, spoiler alert, you know, at the end of this, she's in a different position. You know, go back to the first freaking panel of issue one. You know, mm. I mean, she's going to be in a different position at the end of this. So, but spoiler, uh, not spoiler alert. I'm reading the X-Men book that came out, the new X-Men book that they relaunched. None of this shit is related to this. Sure. Zero. N- not a book. None of it is related to it other than it's called X-Men. That's that's basically it. But you know who's the the main villain in this shit is the first, th- uh, second, third issue, the High Evolutionary. Mm. And whenever he shows up, your book is trash. Just everybody in it all trash. Every time the High Evolutionary shows up in anything, no, recently, fucking trash. So whatever. This is just it's just telling stories at this point. All right. So we got to fill the last seat on the council. You know, they've nominated uh, nominated somebody off camera and uh, we don't know who it is, you know, as we're going into this book. And my note says this is some straight party line bullshit. No wonder nothing gets done. This is very, very similar to what's happening now, man. Like somebody mm-hmm. needs to pull in uh, a Um, All right. So Sinister's a no. Exodus is a yes. And I put stars there on there because I was like, he would be a yes because of his time with uh, the Acolytes. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. So I was like, oh, okay, he would probably be a yes. Mystique is a definite no. Kitty, obviously, is a yes. Um, well, yeah. I don't know. She could have gone the other way. Well, there's that. There's that. Uh, well, you know, you know, she spent any time in therapy. And she, you know, <laughs> realizes that she was groomed by this freaking old man. <laughs> That's fair that enough. Be a bad idea. <laughs> so, uh, Emma's a yes. Shaw's a no because he's all about the opposite. Nightcrawler's obviously a yes. Storm is a yes. Magneto's a yes. And Xavier, his hetero life mate, of course, is a yes. And Destiny's Magneto's a no. like he does have a metal body. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Like, well, yeah, uh, I didn't put my note in here. I was like, damn, they didn't ask Proteus. He probably would have been a no. <laughs> like, uh, no, nah, I'm good. No, thank you. Um, but who could it be? We don't know. It's off camera. Who could it be? We got to share on here, too, man. It's like, can't just go through that. You got to share who it is. He's he's super popular. He's He's one of the best. He's the greatest. It's He's Bigotch's boy. Yeah, he is the original vanilla big man himself. <laughs> it is Colossus. Where he had been all this time. Remember in House of X, he only showed up like as his hand was planting a flower. Uh, and then he wasn't in beginning. any of the books, like in either House or Power. And then was he in a Dawn of X book? I'll let you know when I read one. Come on. We read all of them, but I don't remember him being in <laughs> If he was anything, he was probably in Excalibur or something that we just didn't pay that much. He wasn't in he, Excalibur. I don't think he was in any Dawn of X book. I don't think so either. Yeah. Unless so he, he might have, he might have cameoed in, um, Marauders. Yeah. Well, he's back. Featured. I'm sorry. There you go. He's back. 
He's got a full beard now. I don't know how you do that through metal, but whatever. And it's Colossus. He's going to join the council. Now, you got to have to think that it's probably on some bullshit, too, because Xavier feels that he can manipulate it. Like, yeah, because he always has manipulated him since he was a freaking teenager, too. And so that's probably why they want him there to be able to do that. So now the council is 12 again. And look at the, you know, fairly, yes, Democratic votes. Xavier, Magneto, Storm, uh, Nightcrawler, Colossus. Those are all yeses for sure, right? Yep. I'm missing anybody. All it's basically the- like the X-Men versus the X-Men villains. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, we have all, we have a couple of swing votes. Exodus and Emma. Those are swing votes. And then everybody else is on the other side. You know, you got your five on the other side. Like, that's what it is. This is why, again, nothing can get done on Krakoa and in this country because everybody's party line voting. You know? And so now, nothing will get done on Krakoa either. And, again, spoiler alert, how does this play out in this book or this series? Exactly. The fuck? Yeah, I just, <laughs> it's, 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 it's infuriating. And again, I'm not even necessarily shitting on this issue in particular, but go back to baby doll in that envelope. <laughs> um, if you're waiting for, if you're waiting for, uh, how that's going, like, oh, they brought Colossus back so he could, Nope. He's just back. He's not on the new X-Men team and that book that that's there. He's not there. So they're about to launch another X book. No, don't get me wrong. I did hear that too. I forget what it's called. They're about to launch an X book. They're about allegedly going to kill a bunch of the other X books just to, you know, the streamline the line. I've heard that before, but what did you think of issue two? Um, Electric Boogaloo. I so I think I I think I bought them all at once, so I didn't mm-hmm. feel any obligation to like, you know, really be into it. Um, mm-hmm. I I guess it didn't stand out to me as much as it does as we've gone through how much sort of rehash this is, but I I do think like you know their their fallacy of like oh Emma Emma will surely fall in line, but yeah, it really does paint Charles and and Magnus. Or Eric, Eric. is just it's morons. Morons. Um, so yeah, it was kind of cool to see Mystique scheming and kind of how powerful she is behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like you know I was looking forward to number three more so because I knew we were podcasting about it and because I'd already bought it. <laughs> it was like, oh yeah. By the way, I should read this. Man, I I I it. It's just a four issue limited series that ends yeah, something yeah. that started off really cool. It's just like, yeah. you know what? This is really cool, but now it's just finishing. It's running, yeah, yeah. running the, uh, what's it? Just running out the clock. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. This is like when you had your, your, you know, we had a three record deal and we put out, we already <laughs> put out a record. Yeah. And yeah, they're not going to count a live record. Just yeah. 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 <laughs> You put out two classics and it's yeah. like, fuck it. Uh, the B sides. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this is just shit. And it's not even shit. I, I'm, I'm being cruel. It's not shit. It's just, it just doesn't mean anything, which yeah, again, 
those books didn't mean anything for 20 years, which is why we stopped reading. It's more, it's more in the context of what could have been. It's not mm-hmm. as much of what it is. It's more of what it could have been. And the fact that there's just so much kind of filler and chaff in between this and the story yeah. that really set up a new world. And it's sort of, you know, in as much as they have sort of normalized the books for the first time in a long time, it still mm-hmm. feels like everybody's, it's still everybody's playground. Right. You can kind of go do whatever you want. And, and then, I don't know, maybe this will pay off. Maybe it won't. Um, but it just sort of, moves the new world order to a different place is all nice. And they've painted themselves into a corner because I mean, eventually you have to blow it up. You would think that. Yeah. I mean that you got to turn Krakoa heel and blow it up. Like everybody's got to go back to their original faction, you know, and it'll just be like, Oh, remember them six months that we was cool, but not anymore. And you know, I mean, and again, at that point, where are you? You're exactly where you were two years prior to this starting. And you're exactly there because you just, you know, you're just producing books like this. this Use another wrestling reference from what we know. Like this is the WWE. It's just paint by numbers at this point. You know, yeah. hey, this is what we have. This is what you're going to get. And then, then, you know, in a couple of years, we're going to send somebody away, learn a new hold. There's no well, nothing outside the colors. You know, as much. Like Charles and Eric were like, uh, have you ever tried to team up with the machine? So can you see this going where like they get kicked out of Krakoa oh. and they go team up with Orcus? Mm, that would be interesting. Yeah. Have just them go heal. Yeah. Yeah. That, they know everything. Because we've only seen, well, outside of Onslaught, we've always seen Professor X just as a terrible person. Mm-hmm. He's never made a true heel turn that wasn't a retcon, right? Right. So, you know, what if he, what if he turned on the dream that he created? That'd be interesting. Yeah, that could be a good story. I mean, and again, it's maybe at a point, you know, this is the time when you kill him and kill him for good. You know, that's your, you know, your topped out story there is that you kill him and you kill him for good. You don't bring him back at all. Yeah. You know, and that somebody could live with that. I could live with it, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That, None of this means shit until mutants until show the movie up comes in the out. MCU. Right. None of this means anything <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> until mutants show up in the MCU. And then we can go, oh, that's why they did that. Because it was like nothing. None of it means anything. So and when, again, everybody keeps getting hyped because they think it's going to happen. <gasps> oh, shit. Quicksilver WandaVision. Nope. Don't think so. Oh, uh, Spider-Man. It did, Nope. So like everybody, uh, Eternals, the Eternals. Cause that, nope. Uh, the latest rumor is now the Illuminati showing up in Doctor Strange too, right? Uh, I hadn't seen that or read that. Yeah. It, that. I think people are pining their hopes for the X-Men in that also. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. Well, I guess so if they do Illuminati, then they can bring in Perf- uh, Mr. Fantastic for bringing Reed Richards. And then Namor is slated for Black Black Panther Panther. 2 already. Yes. Uh, Again, delayed uh, Black Panther movie. That's that's teetering on, um, that's teetering on, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't have just done this and just, it's teetering. Um, Well, but the main issue was Letitia Wright got hurt, right? She just came back to production. She got right and she's anti-vaxxed. 
Um, <laughs> and yeah, she's an anti-vaxxer. And then, um, Lupita got a long, got long COVID. And so they had to delay. And then mm. I guess that got onto the cat, uh, to the crew or whatever. So they had to put it in delay again. So, uh, yeah, not good. Not looking good at all for that whole situation. Um, but anyway, all right. So that'll wrap up issue number two. We've been on a good schedule, you people. Two weeks in a row. You people. Two. Uh, yeah, so you people. You two you weeks people. in a row. Who you calling you people? I think we need to have a house meeting, y'all. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, yeah. So we're, we're good. We're going to run through this series. You know, we'll talk on our own off camera about what's coming next after this. I'm trying to read that X of Swords. That will not be it. It will not. It's. It is the freaking Hobbit movies of fucking <laughs> comic book crossovers. It is long and boring and tedious, and it doesn't even have dragons, so it's not good. So yeah, whatever. But we'll be coming back with that. We'll be back with issue three. We'll bring Hush back into the fold. He could tell us how to record. I don't fucking know what we're doing. If you see this, it was a minor miracle in uh, technology, you know. Freaking uh, the Omega Sentinel came in and did whatever that she does to get this thing to work. So, yeah, that's where we are. But, yeah, so uh, as the X-Men animated movie starts to play us out, if you're on the podcast version, I'm the producer of this podcast. and signing off. Brother Beast, go ahead and sign off. All right, shout out to the Ether. The uh, Ether, one yeah. to you on this one. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is with Scott Lang and the, uh, yep. <laughs> the Michael we'll, verse, man. It's, we'll be back for Inferno number two, take two, and take then on two, to Inferno yes, number like, three. I thought y'all said y'all was doing, and you see what had happened was. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see everybody next week. Peace, everybody. <laughs>